0: What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Loud out, what do you got?
1: All right, so we've been talking about Squid Games, right? And what game would be your game that you can pull off? So I saw this crazy video and I actually sent it to you guys about an alligator eating another alligator whole this Whoa. morning. I was like, "Whoa, that's insane!" So this happened in South Carolina, but then I started thinking about this other video that happened to um, pop up in. I.G. and Twitter last week with um, a guy that was trying to trap the elevator, uh, the elevator, the alligator in the trash bin. And I was like, "Whoa, what animal would you be like? OK, I'm cool. Like a cat or a dog. Right. Try to like squeeze it into something. But an alligator. Hell no, man. You're in your own. Like I'm running to my house, letting that thing crawl out of there. Would you guys really go and try to trap that alligator into like a trash bin or something?
0: Um, no. Um, so I grew up in Florida, clearly as Scott did and alligators were a thing and you have to be, I mean, literally like you can live in an area in Florida and I'm talking about like, forget about like the swampy swamp part of Florida. I'm talking about just like the city. Um, and there are these canals, right? Because all these, um, towns are basically a few inches above sea level. So they have to have canals, to be able to, uh, I guess, limit some of the flooding, right, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So um, in these canals, alligators end up in there because mm. you know they're all interconnected into lakes and whatnot. So yeah, you literally could see an alligator like on a busy street in Florida. It's oh. like not even um, crazy to think that that's the case. So having dealt with alligators or been around them a lot, a long time in my life, like almost 30 years, you don't screw with alligators, bro. Like, not, not even to play around. I, I see an alligator. I'm going the other way every single time.
1: Right.
2: All right, you guys don't understand. For anybody that hasn't seen this video, just Google this thing. I'll this put it on my Twitter. Okay, you're tweeting it? Mm-hmm. The alligator that is eating the other alligator is a gigantic alligator. I'm talking like 15 feet, like 2,000 pounds. Like, it is scary how big this thing is. Now, George, to your point, I also grew up in South Florida. I am petrified of alligators. In fact, if you said to me, what's the worst way to die? If an alligator grabs you, pulls you under the water, rolls you, kills you, and then eats you, that is officially the worst way for a human being to die. To be an alligator's prey yeah. is the worst way to die. And I am petrified of alligators. And... um even there's a video going around. You guys remember this? This little tiny dog gets dragged in the water by a small alligator, like four yeah. feet. And yep. this this older gentleman has Jumps a few. Jumps in the, in the thing and,
0: and rips him out of the jaws of the alligator. I dude, he pulls
2: it. this yeah. little alligator out from underneath the water. The dog is like, ow, 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 help me. And that was my dog impression. Help me. No yeah. dog says ow, actually. But, and, yeah. and so and the dude with a cigar in his mouth opens the jaws of the gator and and frees his little puppy. I mean, if that was my dog... like
1: My dog, right? That's
2: the dog. <laughs> Where's the dog? Got eaten by an alligator. What do you mean? I don't know. I was walking on a canal and the alligator came up, grabbed the dog,
1: pulled it underneath the water. That was the end of the dog.
0: Yeah, yeah. Happened. Was... You don't mess with alligators, bro.
1: No, Just, and... That's it. To, to George's um, response, it actually says that when they capture something and it's too large to eat because this happened in... You know, you guys were from Florida. You guys were from Florida. So if it's too big to eat they drown it and then they store it so it can decompose and then they can eat it later
2: watching this gigantic alligator eat another little alligator i'm telling you it's like straight out of national geographic it scared the ever-living hell out of me i had Mm -hmm. nightmares about alligators don't mess with them man i'm serious i am like petrified of alligators just absolutely petrified
3: real quick i have a funny alligator story well maybe not funny but Unfortunate when I was younger and we used to go visit my uncle who lived um, in Central Florida. I remember going to Vero Beach to go watch a Dodgers game and I remember driving down there and there's this one road where it was like swampy like on the side and you could see these people that had clearly pulled over the side of the road because they saw an alligator and they were taking pictures of it and they were getting pretty close and my uncle was like, boy, I wouldn't be doing that must be tourists. Well, I kid you not, we get home from the baseball game later that night, and, like, the second story on the local news was, like, like a man from Alabama on vacation gets bitten, his arm bitten off by an alligator on the way to Vero Beach, and my uncle's like, I told you.
2: It was really funny. I am more Don't afraid alligators, of alligators. But but I am more afraid of alligators than I am of great white sharks. That's mm. That's how much alligators are in my head from my childhood. You know, we used to live – um, there were these canals. They weren't too far from my house, but they weren't like right behind my house, but we could walk to them. And there was this massive alligator in this canal. And like the wildlife organization was like, we got to get this alligator out of here because there's people who live here. And they took a giant turkey on a, uh, on a hook and they threw it into the water. They caught the alligator. They pulled it out. And then they put it in the back of a truck and they took it out to what is the Everglades. There's actually a show, George. You ever see this show where these two nut jobs are in Florida, and people call them and they're like, hey, we've got an alligator in our swimming pool, and they no. actually come over to your house and they take the alligator? Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. No. Oh, my God. I, I wish I knew the name of this show. Can somebody help a brother out and tweet it to me? These two guys, they, they go and get rid of alligators that are like problematic for people, and it's a fascinating show, especially for someone like me who's petrified of alligators. That video was right, crazy. That is
0: what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo <laughs> Casino Resort Actually, Spa. Good times. Not what
2: anybody needed to know. Less
0: frankly. than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, Laura has just sent a picture with a baby alligator. So
1: yeah. there you go. I paid to hold a baby alligator in New Orleans because you could go to the little swamp tours. Yeah, yeah. You
0: go to the swamp mm-hmm. in Louisiana where there's plenty of alligators. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another place where you have to be very careful of alligators. There's Louisiana. Um, I, I will say this. Um, I do miss New Orleans, by the way, just randomly.
1: Oh I haven't God. been there in a long time. I love and, New Orleans.
2: Uh, Dude, yeah. my daughter is is applying to school in New Orleans at a school, Tulane. Yeah. And I'm like, go there. She's like, why do you want me to go there? Yes. Because like, what a fun place for me to come visit you.
1: And I'll join, even though I'm not invited. Somehow no, I'll join. be invited. <laughs> I love New Orleans.
2: It. Yeah, it's great.
0: Uh, real quick. Uh, not so great. Well, actually great is the yearly uh, GM survey that the NBA does, right? So NBA.com, John Schumann, who's been the longtime writer for NBA.com, he's like their analytics guy, does this great reporting every year where he talks to every GM, right? And he does like straw polls on a ton of different topics. Uh, big macro topics like, Who will win the 2022 NBA Finals, right? Uh, Who will be the MVP? Then he goes into like specifics about like which player will have a breakout season. Uh, You know, uh, which uh, acquisition in free agency was the best acquisition or be the most impactful? Who's the best point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, cetera, right? Uh, Who's the best coach? Yada yada yada. So the they start with who's going to win the championship, Mm -hmm. and 72 percent of GMs. Pick the nets only 17 percent picked the lakers and then 10 percent picked the bucks um and honestly look if you want to tell me and you know we had mcminiman on what was it a couple weeks ago when we, he was our celebrity arbiter and we did talk a few uh you know talk to him about uh, the lakers for a few minutes you know he said look there's a juggernaut in brooklyn no one would no one who watches basketball would disagree with that okay however i did find it you know, and again, this is all done independently, right, and anonymously, that 72% of GMs felt that the Nets would win. Now, if you want to take any solace in this, 81% thought the Lakers would repeat last year. So, there's that. But, uh, listen, you give me a veteran hungry bunch with rested superstars, I feel like 17% for the Lakers is really low, Cap.
2: I was also surprised by the number. Look, I get it. Brooklyn is the popular team right now. You know, they've got these three big superstars, and they, they go deeper than just three, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and, and Kevin Durant has elevated now to where people are really believing he is the number one player in the world right now and, you know, help lead the United States to a gold medal at the Olympics. So I kind of understand the hype around Brooklyn, but it kind of gets back to a lot of what we've been talking about today, which is, for me, I need to see it before I believe it. I understand the hype. I understand the talent and the roster that they've put together. But I've never seen the Brooklyn Nets, or even before that, the New Jersey Nets, win a championship. So go do it, and then I'll believe it. But until then, it's just all hype and talk. But 72% was, was a much bigger number than I would have expected.
0: Yeah, it, it was pretty wild. And also, when you look at just kind of the players section, like who's going to win the MVP, LeBron's not even on, on the list. Oh, you know, dude, like, I
2: saw that, and I yeah. thought to myself, wait a second. Durant, we got it. Luka, we get it. Giannis, we understand what he just did. Joel Embiid, he's always kind of in the conversation until he gets hurt. Harden. Um, Steph Curry and James yeah. Harden. But, man, George, no LeBron? Nope. I mean, if you had him at five or six, you say, okay, well, they don't think he's the most likely to win it, but at least his name is in the conversation. LeBron's not in the conversation for MVP? How, how yeah, about this one? I, I, he's not even in the first column if you go
0: like to Vegas, right? Like he's in like the top ten, but he's not in the top five. Yeah, I think he's like seven or eight, actually.
2: How about this question? If you're starting a franchise today and you could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Yeah. I was pretty shocked. Number one is Luca.
0: Yeah. Well, number, that's age playing a factor there, I think. Fair
2: too. fair point. Okay. Yeah. Giannis at number two. Yeah. But LeBron is like,
0: He's also receiving votes. Right. Dude,
2: he he's like a mid major in a college football weekly poll, you know, we, we got the top 25, and all the way down here is a guy who received a vote. LeBron
0: but, but, you know, it, it's vote. not like he didn't get any respect. Like, they, so there's a question that says, which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? Steph Curry was one by, a, 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 Kevin Durant was two, and LeBron was three, James Harden was four, Giannis was five, and all, I mean, really the top three were separated by 10%. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Curry, Durant, and LeBron... And, and you, know, you know, if you want to go back down to Harden, sure, too. But, like, that was at least close. And that still shows that GMs still think LeBron is great. They just don't think he's the greatest player anymore.
2: Where I thought LeBron received his most respect in this poll was when they start asking these questions. Who's the best point guard? Who's the best shooting guard? Best small forward? Best power forward? And best center? So he's on feel- like three
0: of them. <laughs> right,
2: I thought that he's was three really lists. interesting. He's considered yeah. the number four best point guard. He's yeah. considered the number two best small forward. He's yeah. considered the number two best power forward. And when right. I got to center, I thought he might even make it into center.
0: Yeah, no, they had AD there, but yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. <laughs> but that is, that is a sign of respect. I don't yeah. think there's any question about that uh, for LeBron, you know, considering he was, but you know, I think LeBron, like anybody who's prideful, is like, what do you mean I'm not the best player anymore? All right, I'll show you. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's some of that. Um, You know, the Lakers, on which team made the best overall moves this offseason, for all the clowning that they get for quote-unquote old, and remember, I told you, I debunked that. Like, if you look at all the teams that win championships, most of them are really old. Uh, comparatively speaking to the other teams. LeBron, by the way, has been on a team that was older than this Lakers team uh, on average and won a championship. That was the 2012-13 Heat. Um, And the Lakers finished second. Uh, Miami was number one. Everyone loves the Lowry edition, and if you watched them play a little yesterday or even saw the highlights, you could see Lowry had like seven assists in one half and then stopped playing, um, and they scored 125 points. Like, he was... He's a really good point guard, and he's got you know he's a good addition. It's why I thought the Lakers should have added him last season in the, at the trade deadline. But nonetheless, um, the Lakers finished second there, and they finished second with which one player acquisition will make the biggest impact, which is Russell Westbrook. Now it's second to Lowry, but you know I I, I think that the Lakers are getting some love, but not the love in the right places as far as the championship stuff and where. LeBron is in in most cases, but particularly A.D. is exactly. absent in a lot of these lists.
2: Yeah, Here's another one that I thought was kind of interesting. What was the most surprising move of the offseason? And at number one, this is the only time I could find the Lakers anywhere at number one, the most surprising move of the offseason, number one, Russell Westbrook to the Lakers, yeah. 50%. Yeah.
0: yeah. People were surprised that it actually happened. Yeah. Um, because it's not the most prototypical fit right like i think that, that that plays a factor in it but always a fun read the nba gm survey it's on nba.com you can find it for yourself it's on the front page so um if you're a diehard uh, hoop nerd then uh, it's worth reading and i think even if you're not a diehard hoops nerd i think it's just interesting to see the viewpoint of the guys who are architects of teams and how they feel about the upcoming season did you find it enlightening
2: like i did in, uh, in wh- fact i'll tell you one one other that i thought was super interesting who's the best head coach in the nba and for the second straight year eric spolstra it, and by the way, last year he got 46% of the vote. This year he got 55% of the vote. I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, Spo has been, I think, the best coach in the league for a long time now. Um, you know, it's just recently where he's getting the respect that he deserves because, you know, it was the whole thing of, oh, yeah, he coached LeBron, Wade and Bosh, two championships. Who couldn't do that? Well, I mean, look, if that were the case, then Dell Harris would have still been the coach for the Lakers when Shaq and Kobe was here. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you got to be a good coach to coach superstars. It's different coaching superstars than it is, uh, you know, a young scrappy team. Like, there are different ways to coach those teams. Um, And he has shown a propensity to coach both.
2: How about Um, this? How about this? Which player is the best passer? LeBron James comes in at number one. Yeah. Uh, Which player is the best leader? LeBron comes in at two behind Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And who's the most versatile player in the NBA? LeBron wins that one at 57 percent over Giannis at 17 percent.
0: It is pretty cool to uh, just look up um, if you you have any thoughts on it. Like it's just, you know, if you like the league at all, like it's worth it for sure. Uh, All right. Coming up next, Raiders Chargers created a seismic you know schism here in Southern California, and it, like we got into it for a whole hour on the at the beginning of the show. Let's re, let's retrace some of those steps here, and and tell you that the charges are here to play, and the Raiders may have some concerns. We'll get to that coming
4: up. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast.
0: I want to say, man, this song was a banger back in the day. I still love it.
4: I still love this song.
2: And what a career Mark Wahlberg has made for himself, right? Like, this was, he was Donnie's little brother. He had this, you know, this funky song. He's rocking, like, his tighty-whities and showing off his abs. Yeah, and he was an underwear model, literally. Right, who knew what this guy was going to become? Who knew that he was going to become such a great actor with so many amazing hit movies, and the millions of dollars that he's made, and the TV series Entourage about his life. I mean, it's seriously, Mark Wahlberg went from, is he going to be a one-hit wonder, to really a generational, like, 25-year career and a superstar. I've, I'm fascinated by the guy.
0: It is. It's a hell of a career arc. And by the way, the show Entourage based on it loosely on his life. I just said that. Oh, I missed that part. Sorry. I see.
2: Oh, see, it yeah. happens. You it happens. It happens. It happens sometimes, Georgie. <laughs>
5: oh, right. Yeah, the
0: difference did. is it happens to you like seven times a show. Yeah, it happens this... to me like once every seven days.
2: No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. It's, it's, well, it's one yesterday. Lap.
3: Give him his victory laugh.
2: Yeah. Yep. One yesterday and one today.
3: Why? And yesterday? how many times
0: before then?
2: I don't know, but I'm now keeping score. Okay.
0: I don't remember <laughs> yesterday, so.
2: Was it yesterday? I thought it was,
0: the, I thought it was Friday. Yeah, no, you was had one yesterday. On
2: yesterday was a great one. It was during, I think, Big Deal or No Deal. Lindsey was talking about how uh, there was a list of the worst owners in the NFL, and you yep, went into yep, this yep. whole diatribe about how Stan Kroenke is not a bad owner, and why would they say such a thing? And we were like, no, time out, hold on. It was about. The Chargers owner, not the Rams owner. So Oh oh we yeah. Well
0: I mean, but that wasn't not listening to you. That was not listening to Lindsay. It doesn't count for you. Oh.
2: Ooh. Oh it doesn't? Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay. That was a that was a, a me a misunderstanding what Lindsay was saying and not listening to her properly. Well, that doesn't right. count with you. Oh like, all right. You know? Like that, to... that's just me not getting a question right.
1: You still have one, Cap. You still have one.
0: Right, I feel I like
1: I feel like Sedano's right
3: because usually, I mean, pretty much in every case with you, Cap, it's because you just t- completely like tuned him out.
2: Mm-hmm. I zoned out. I zoned out mm-hmm. on something. Yeah. 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 It happens. It happens in yeah. my old age. It's true. It's uh, yeah. true.
0: And also brevity is not your strength, which is fine. You know what I mean. So you know, sometimes I'll zone out a little bit.
2: We, I'm sorry. What would you say about brevity not being your strength? I missed that part. What? Well, I...
0: You nailed it. <laughs> um, so real quick, but you didn't nail the game yesterday. No, I didn't. You not. let your emotions get the best of you. True. Okay? Facts. Yeah. You did, True. and you, you you let the the deeply rooted and I you know now that I know the whole story justified perhaps Chargers hate um get to you but styles make fights and in this fight they knocked around Derek Carr in a way he hadn't been knocked around all season Joey Boza said he looked shook which is not something I want to hear if I'm a Raider fan by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination mm-hmm. and Justin Herbert while he didn't put up gaudy statistics only 222 yards was in control of that game it felt like from start to finish
2: yep it sure did uh and and at halftime I, I tweeted something to the effect of there are a lot of really disappointed Raider fans in SoFi Stadium this evening, and I said something to the effect of it's it's getting ugly and it might get uglier. I actually thought that in the second half, this thing could turn into a complete and utter blowout where ESPN is trying to find other things to talk about to make it entertaining right. because I didn't think the game was going to be entertaining. I, I will say I'm surprised and I give some credit to the Raiders Who actually did make it at one point a game? They got it to 21 14. And if it isn't for Derek Carr overthrowing a wide open wide receiver who could have easily scampered into the end zone, interesting choice of words, scamper, not bad, um, that that game could have been very different. But once that didn't happen, and then the Chargers scored the next touchdown, making it 28 14, game set match. But, you know, Derek Carr, the numbers, you know, he was over 400 yards passing per game for the first three, under 200 yards. And really, no form of a running game for the Raiders of any kind, because when you're down 21 nothing, what are you going to do? Uh, Jacobs last night, Josh Jacobs, 13 carries, 40 yards. That ain't going to get it done. That You can't control the clock with 40 yards rushing from your star running back.
0: No, absolutely not. And Kenyon Drake wasn't any better when he was in there either. So, I mean, it's not like he helped the cause either when he was – there in his limited opportunities yeah the Raiders have to go back to the drawing board they I mean look I don't think the score was indicative of how dominant that performance was the Raiders had agree. two good drives the rest of their drives were a disaster basically yep. is what I would say offensively. I would agree
2: I would agree and like you said Herbert to his credit uh was in total control of the game managed and, it well yeah and, and the and the running game of the Chargers oh yeah Austin Eckler 15 carries 117 yards again listen I'll say this for all of my Charger hate here's one thing I love I love undrafted free agents who become stars. Austin Eckler was, a, was an undrafted player from a really small school. I'm actually trying to remember exactly where it was, West Colorado. You know any other NFL players from West Colorado? Uh,
0: no, I don't. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, undrafted player. When the Chargers had a first-round draft choice in Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon became a free agent, and the Chargers were like, we don't need him. We have Austin Eckler, the undrafted guy is actually the better player than the first round draft choice guy. The guy from West Colorado is actually better than the guy from Wisconsin. So, you got to give it up to a guy like Austin Eckler. And the running game that the Chargers put out there last night, total domination. I mean, the score is not indicative of how much the Chargers won that game by. I don't think.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. We're in we're in agreement. I don't think no, there's any doubt I'm not, about
2: that. Not happy about it, you know? I mean, the one thing that did make me happy was listening to the broadcast all night long perpetuate the story which was my goodness, we can't believe it. There are so many more Raider fans than Charger fans here and that storyline went on and on even into the post game George where the Charger players were talking about, "Hey, you said we had no fans. Well, there may have been a few of them, but we heard you guys. I mean, even they were very aware of the storyline."
0: Oh man, yeah. Of course, it was all week long. You know, it, dude, it was in my open that I cut for the game. Yeah. Where I Which said really cool. it's going to be a sea of, of silver and black with a uh, sprinkling of powder blue. And that's what it was.
2: You know what will happen this week, George? Everybody will have their power rankings. Last week, when the Rams beat the Buccaneers, the whole yeah. country went, wow, the Rams, Rams. are for real. Yeah. And the Rams shot to the top of everybody's power rankings.
5: Yeah, Including mine. I,
2: yeah. I believe the Chargers will, will shoot to the top of everybody's power rankings. Perhaps. And... What makes it fascinating is what will happen this Sunday when the Cleveland Browns come to town, because I got to think that the Browns have a a much better defense or a pass rush for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, I think they're going to have a better run defense uh, on offense. The Browns will try and control the clock with the running game, and they've got a, a much better running game than the Raiders do. And Baker Mayfield has explosive wide receivers, so yeah. I think. But I think Baker's the Browns... been bad
0: this year. I don't think he's been
3: that good. He hasn't
0: been. No, that No,
2: no, no.
3: He's been he's been all right. He had a really bad game this past week, but his first he's three games been he's good. been pretty good. He has not been. that You're good. wrong. I, I hope my stats beg to differ. I mean, the, on, the reason me they're winning
0: games on offense because they run the ball really well.
3: No, I don't disagree with you, but. And, again, I'm not, like, I'm still not totally sold on Baker being the guy, you know, but, you got know, let hold our story Baker. for another day. He's, he's throwing
0: for, like, 200, 240, 155. He's not playing that great.
3: It's not,
2: it's not just about the yards, though.
0: I get it, but it's, you know, he's he does. it's not like he's putting the ball in the end zone either. He's got two touchdowns this
2: season. But, but you have two and one teams, and the one thing about Cleveland this upcoming Sunday is their they wins They run are, the ball
0: really well. They play hellacious defense.
2: Right, but, but think about who their wins are against. Houston, terrible team. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Chicago,
2: very yeah. middle of the road. Yeah. And credit to them on the road at Minnesota and Minnesota yeah. has a tendency to get good and score right. when Kirk Cousins has time. He didn't have time. They lost 14 to 7. Cleveland won. Their loss was on the road on the opening night at the Chiefs and the Chargers went to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. So this makes for another really great matchup. And while today we're all touting the Chargers and talking about how they'll shoot to the top of the power rankings, the conversation could be completely different by Monday of next week should Cleveland come to SoFi and win that game.
0: All right. Coming up in three minutes, we've got big deal, no deal, everybody's favorite segment here in the 6 o'clock hour. And in the last segment, we didn't talk about our picks against the spread and how, we, uh, how we're how we doing. we got to update that. And see where we're at there uh, through two weeks. I know it's been four weeks of the season, but we didn't play the first two weeks. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're a little behind. But you get the point. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
5: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
0: Thank you, Christopher. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Salmon Ash. Salmon Ash Injury Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. What's right, Linz? What do you got?
3: All right, so a mom is looking for some advice on an ill-timed birthday, birthday gift that she gave her daughter. She took to Reddit's, am I the a-hole, Reddit, thread thread it, Reddit thread, to explain herself. Man, I can't talk today. All right, she says, quote, I decided to get my daughter, Steffi, a Nintendo Switch for her ninth birthday. And the plan was to give her the Switch at her birthday party on Saturday. But that fell through when we weren't able to pick it up until Sunday morning. Well, Steffi was invited to her classmate Jolene's party on Sunday. So I figured, since we were all still in the party spirit, I would just give Steffi the switch after cake at Jolene's party. Just the unwrapping, and then the spotlight would go right back on Jolene. The girls are friends, so I figured it would be fine. Everything went as I had planned, and I thought it went well, but after the party was over, I got a call from Jolene's mom, essentially asking me what the hell was I thinking. She said that I was undermining her because she couldn't afford something like a switch for Jolene. Jolene's mom also called me petty and a show off. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. So now the mom is asking Reddit, is this a big deal or no deal? Sedano. I'm
0: so confused. I have no idea literally <gasps> what you're talking about. Like, that, I, am that, I the you only must one? Not have
1: been no. paying attention. No, no, I I was confused. I was like, so was there three girls, two yeah, girls?
2: Right. Two well, why was there the three girls? Let me the tell you what girl? I got. Let me tell you what I'm I got so out confused. of that. You ready? Uh, one girl know, had a no birthday and didn't receive her gift the same girl uh-huh. went to another girl's birthday party and the mom gave the first girl her gift at the second girl's birthday party after the second girl got her gift. you know what it is confusing my bad
1: yeah i was like what? okay see a
3: girl a mom gave her daughter her birthday gift at her friend's birthday party
2: that's
0: weird and it oh, wasn't that's just weird.
3: any gift it yeah. was a nintendo switch
0: yeah that's she didn't weird think it
3: was a big deal
0: Uh, no it's a big deal you shouldn't be first of all you shouldn't be stealing somebody's shine at somebody Mm -hmm. else's party like that's like uh you why you know they say don't wear white to a wedding right like that kind of stuff or whatever you know what i mean like uh don't upstage the bright same concept like yeah big deal thank you that would have been way easier
1: same
3: (laughs) well you know i I try you know for time and 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 nuance i I understand
0: but that one was way too long and way too like too many twists and turns
2: I'm going to say big that deal wheezy. also, though. I just want to say that um, <laughs> when you upstage somebody at their party, it's like, hey, wait, I'm having a party. Today's my day. Yeah, but my daughter didn't get her gift yesterday, so I'm giving my daughter her gift at your party. That's weak. It, and, and the mom who calls and goes, hey, what are you trying to do, man? I can't afford to buy my kid one of those things. Mm. You just made me look like a jerk at my own kid's party. I think she has yeah. a legit gripe. I agree, yeah. And then, And then the mom said...
3: Well, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Am I wrong? And yes. Reddit's like, "Yes, you're uh, wrong. Lady. Yeah, you're 100%. wrong. You're an <laughs> yeah. idiot." Yeah. yeah. The answer to that question is to am I the a-hole? Is yes. Yeah, yes, but lady, for, you are. I've
0: never seen something like that where somebody would give I a gift either. at for my like their kid at someone else's birthday party. Like
2: Just that. Give that it makes, to them oh, at home. Wait till you get home. Right. right. Yeah.
3: Her reasoning. Her reasoning was, "Well, since everybody was in the festive party spirit, I thought I'd give her her gift at her friend's party."
1: No, she was trying to be a bee and upstage the other mom and the other yeah, party. Like that's, that's what she BS. Was what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah, that's what it sounds uh, like.
0: Now that we got it. That sounds way Yeah, that was a great All story. Right.
3: All right. I'll try on, and do this one. On Explain this one, one. <laughs> a little easier. All right. So I felt like, class. you know what it
0: felt like? It felt like an SAT question. I, I'm not even That's joking. I don't know
3: what I thought as I was yeah. reading it, that it was like yeah. one of those word problems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. All right. Yeah. Ne- next time I won't use the quotes. I'll just <laughs> do the summary. <laughs> Okay, so class of 2024 shooting guard, Jackie Howard, a five-star recruit, has made a massive decision regarding his future. Howard announced on Tuesday that he's going to be moving across the country to continue his high school career. Specifically, he'll be attending Kanye West's new private school, Donda Academy. Howard is a top-five prospect in his class, and he's not the only one to transfer to Donda. Reigning North Carolina Player of the Year slash five-star point guard, robert dillingham and four-star class of 2023 small forward jalen hooks is also on board well neither kanye nor the school have yet announced when it's going to open so considering that donda academy is not yet a real thing
2: is this a big deal or no deal cap all right look maybe i'm becoming the old guy okay when it comes to stories like these yeah but i don't like this yeah, you know, like like there's a kid. His name is Mikey Williams, and he's supposed to be like the next great thing. That's yeah. Hit oh, the, the basketball NBA. player. He's incredible. Right. His YouTube
0: right. page is ridiculous.
2: Ridiculous. Yeah. And he signed one of these NIL deals, and he's yeah. like a junior in high school, and he's making right. a fortune. Which I don't. It's fine, whatever. But he was at one high school uh, called San Ysidro High School, way south, the southernmost tip of LA, in San Diego, and and then he transferred to some school in like North Carolina somewhere, and I just. I don't like this, and, and what I also don't like is I don't like the idea of these pop up basketball schools that are. Well, oh, that's really
0: been happening schools. forever, though. Oh no! I doubt. mean, Kevin Garnett went to one. Like you well, know, he came into the league in like '96
2: or whatever. I remember it was, you know. DeAndre Ayton, yeah. okay, being a 15 year old kid, yeah. and I remember going to see a practice one night, and they're like, "Yeah, you got to come see this kid. The kid's unbelievable. He's 15 years old. He's seven feet tall." I said, well, what school does he play for? And they like made up the name of some school, and he lasted like a year, and then he wound up transferring to somebody else. I, I just feel like be true to your school. It's that old Beach Boys song. Be true to your school. You started at a school, unless something really big happens, like like stay at your school, man. The, the, the scouts are going to find you.
0: Did, did, Lindsay, you object to the Beach Boys? Is that what happened there? No,
2: I just think it's funny
3: that when he's – He's giving a, an antidote. He references a Beach Boys song like the well, old Beach
2: Boys song. Well, I said I said at the beginning, I'm going to come off sounding like the old guy here. <laughs> I know. You know. So I decided I to last. use a Beach Boys reference. You well, know? I mean, you, you, listen, good you job. leaned
0: into it. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what yes. I'm good with. George, it. Yeah, yeah thank you, thank
3: you stuck to it. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So funny.
0: Um, <laughs> Man. Um, I, okay, So what was the original question again? Because we went on all these we, we now well, Cap went down a different path. So what was the original question again?
3: The question is, since this school does not yet exist, is it a big deal or no? Oh, uh,
0: it is a big deal, um, for all the aforementioned reasons because um, and to add that it's Kanye West. Uh, but it is weird, right? We just came off this thing where, you know, there was the football game on ESPN with the school, was it Sycamore or whatever? Like there there's Bishop a Sycamore. Lot, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with these with these kids, and I think sometimes the kids are being taken advantage of, right? So, not that I'm saying that's what's happening in this particular case, but I, I just think that there's a lot of people trying to cash in on these young people's lives uh, in one way, shape, or form. And maybe it's not Kanye West in this particular case, um, but it's other people around them, maybe directing them to Kanye West for their own benefit, or the the Kanye West is. Soon to exist school for their own benefit. I'm just leery of all of it. Like I, you know, without knowing all the details, I would still say big deal. But again, leery about it all. All right, on to the next. One. I if yeah, sorry. So,
3: okay, on the next one. No, no, it's good. We're good. We're good. We're on to the next you one. You
1: Sure, girl. I can, I can wait. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Okay, so we've talked a lot about Squid Game today. It's a smash hit for Netflix, but it's also confounding users when it comes to the subtitles. Some viewers of the show have noticed that the show's Korean to English subtitles are a bit off. One of the first people to spread awareness of this issue was New York based comedian Youngmi Mayer. He said, quote, I watched Squid Game with English subtitles and if you don't understand Korean, you didn't really watch the same show. Translation was so bad, the dialogue was written so well and zero of it was preserved. All right, so Sedano, knowing that you have seen the show, Cap hasn't yet, but plans to. But for both of you guys, is this revelation about Squid Games and the translations being inaccurate a big deal? Or no deal. It it is a big deal.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any question. It's a big deal. Like, I mean, that that kind of does feel like it changes a lot of things, right? Like, how inaccurate are we talking about? Is it just a you know loosely you know inaccurate? Is it like completely inaccurate? Like, I don't know. I'm reading uh, a story as I'm watching the screen and expecting uh, to fall you know fall into this trap of enjoying this story. And if it's not the story I'm supposed to be enjoying, then that feels kind of weird. Yeah. So big deal.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say big deal also because here's my question. How would I know? So you got one comedian who's telling us that the translations no good. How would I know? Like as long as I'm watching, all I'm doing is I'm watching, I'm I'm reading and I'm like, "Okay, well whatever they're putting at the bottom of the screen must be what they're saying. I wouldn't know the difference." So big he deal. Said, I mean,
3: so from what he said, it seems like a lot of it is kind of like nuance, but in a movie like that, like nuance like is a big deal. Like for example, like here's one of the translations, okay? I'm not a genius, but I still got it work. I still got it work out. Okay, that's the the subtitle. But what it's supposed to say is, I am very smart, but I just never got a chance to study. So it goes from making a character sound not very smart at all to somebody who actually is very intelligent, but just never got a chance to go like to college. So it's two totally different things, you know.
2: I'm gonna just watch it. I'm gonna read the subtitles. I'm gonna assume that they're all accurate. Yeah, just enjoy the story. Right. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna enjoy. The no, show. just
3: just first, you should just learn Korean and then watch it and tell I'm us. I'm on, the on thing.
0: that no, I'm no, definitely I'm don't on. do okay. that. I'm doing that right now. <laughs> <do> that. I've <laughs> got a Let's
2: Rosetta Stone in my. See car. you in
1: three years.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing Rosetta <laughs> Stone right now. Yeah, it's not happening. So
1: yeah, exactly. sadly, it happens a lot, though. You know, because I like even with sports when I was watching Urias and I'm like, yo, that is so bad like whoever's translating that on the bot it just unfortunately when you're watching something in another language eh, the translations not I
2: always great. wonder about that when I hear somebody not. translating I'm like are they actually translating precisely what they said cuz I don't know man like that it person just got done talking for 30 seconds and this guy I just was, talked for 5 seconds
3: yeah i was going to say i think it depends on what it is because if mm-hmm. you're watching live sports and like you're watching either the closed captions which is you know super automated Or if it's being translated live on the fly, that's one thing. But when you're putting together, like, you know, a million dollar TV show for Netflix, you'd think you'd make the, you know, take the time to pay somebody to get it
1: right. Right. Girl, no. Because I've watched like novelas, like Spanish ones, and they translate them to English or like English shows that translate to Spanish. And it's off. Yeah, it's usually pretty brutal. hella off. Bad. Hella. Yeah, it's bad. Fix that. Mm hmm.
2: It's Hella off. Wow, that's hard to say. Hella off.
1: Hella off. It's
2: not just you know. Off, I, I used to get off. I
1: used to get a lot of grief for saying hella, because they're like that's a Bay Area thing. I was like, well, who cares? I'm in Southern California, and I say hella. Get over it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I didn't know it was a Bay
2: Area it. thing. I thought it was a SoCal thing my whole life.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Bay uh, Area.
0: Lindsey, uh, do we have time for a quick one, one more, or no? Are we done?
2: I mean, I could do a quick one.
0: Okay. All right. Last one.
3: So Dave Grohl, the Nirvana drummer and founder of the Foo Fighters, said that the living members of Nirvana may change the cover of its 1991 album, Nevermind, ahead of its 30th anniversary re-release. Grohl's comments in an interview with the Sunday Times published over the weekend marked the first time that any living members of the band had commented about the cover amid the ongoing lawsuit filed by the man who appeared on the cover. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, you know, the mm-hmm. naked baby in the pool. Yeah. Um, David Grohl said... I have many ideas on how we should alter that cover, but we'll see what happens. We'll let you know. I'm sure we'll come up with something good. So Nevermind will be re-released in November this year to commemorate the 30th anniversary. Is the fact that the band is actually considering changing one of the most iconic album covers of all time a big deal or no deal?
2: Scott, I'm going to say no deal. I'm going to say no deal. Look, I love the Foo Fighters. Um I love Dave Grohl. I Can see we call them the Foo?
0: Like is that a thing? Do people call them the Foo? Uh, well, I don't think thing. so. But like like you
2: might call Shaq <laughs> Shaq Foo. Right. No you don't. No, that's not no, a I think thing. you do. Yeah, no, you no, no that's not Shaq, true. He, yeah, he he
0: has gone by. Not Shaq anymore. Yeah. Well,
2: I still call him Shaq Foo. I'm old school okay.
0: like that. Yeah. Okay. Right. He's okay with it, into I'm that. i All right.
2: Nonetheless, um I just don't think it's that big of a deal, you know. I think that that if you're going to get sued and there's a way to rectify the situation, then do it. You know, I mean, a bad settlement is better than a good lawsuit. I mean, that's what I always go by because I've been there and done that. But I love Dave Grohl. I'm a huge fan. He's just got a new book out that I want to read. But then again, I want to catch up to Ted Lasso and I want to watch Squid Rose. Oh, my gosh. Just just, you know, like I'm going to do it all. There's just not enough time in the day. Put put it in the calendar, bro. Don't you have a calendar in your phone? I do. I do. And it's filled. You need to budget your time better. Yeah, no, I just have a lot of things that are more important than watching TV shows. Like what? You need an assistant. Well, I definitely need an assistant. I had an assistant for a long time, and it was a wonderful luxury, and then that relationship broke up, and I never went back to it, and for the longest time, I thought, I can get by without an assistant. Was now, it your wife? more than Vince's ever, wife? I need an assistant. No, not, it was not my wife. <laughs> if it was my wife, we probably would still be married. She wouldn't help, but I had, a, I, had a, I had a really great assistant for a long time, and I could use another one, so if anybody knows anybody, let me know.
0: Um... Okay, I, I would say, I would say big deal, you know. I I, I would say big deal. Um, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think. I I know I said big deal to start, but <sighs> Kaplan, what? You, you can't just squeeze it in. Let me go back to that for a second. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm still kind of
0: dumbfounded by the fact that you've got all these things going on. Like, we all have things going on, but we all find time to do these things.
2: Well, uh, tonight is going to be my night to catch up on Ted Lasso. And tomorrow, I might have, like, I might have, like five episodes in my brain that I might want to talk about. Well, but okay. then again, tomorrow, the Dodgers yeah. are going to be on during the show. Yeah. And then on thursday the rams are going to be on during and it's the show. a book right you want to read a book for the well, well i want to read the dave Grohl book for sure you know? so
0: why did not you just make it an audiobook and when you're in the car you can just listen to it
2: i have never listened to an audiobook have you
0: uh i have recently i actually listened to president obama's book on audio did you like podcast. it uh yeah because it's his voice it's actually yeah. kind of cool that way i feel like
2: yeah i haven't listened to an audiobook i feel like it's cheating i don't know why but i should probably get into it mm. is it
1: i don't like audiobooks i like holding the book me too I'm weird
2: me too uh I'll take an
3: audiobook all day over my eyes can't take reading those books anymore yeah. How long does an audiobook
2: George like if it took if it was three hundred pages of the oh book, man how long it's it like twenty
0: eight hours for oh, the Obama God. book oh,
1: yeah, it's a long time Such a good yeah book,
0: though. yeah 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 it's it's a long time, but it's twenty eight hours yeah, like it's Damn. a commitment, but that's why you do it over time yeah uh anyway, big deal I mean changing any album cover that is that iconic or that that many people are interested in uh certainly. Is going to cause a ruckus. So anyway, big yeah, deal on that. That guy's a
3: jerk. Making him change it. What an idiot. Get a life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not. Did that not guy idea. never
3: get paid a penny even as a little no. baby? They, they he gave the photographer paid his parents like 150 bucks and they signed as they signed it and the kids mad about right. it. Right.
0: I mean that's the deal, bro. I mean you're too bad. Your parents screwed you. I mean you know. So, but I guess he's still going to get his way in some way, shape, or form. Uh, all right. That is big deal, no deal.
5: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
0: Okay, let's start backwards. Yeah, please. With Belinda Carlisle, since it's playing right now. Belinda Carlisle, still a smoke show, okay? Beautiful. Gorgeous, okay? And you Um, are the
3: one who wanted that in a rejoin. For the the record, Sedona.
0: I did. I I did want it in in there. And I told you to put it in there um 63 years old just gorgeous okay and she's unbelievably talented like her voice is incredible i if you've never seen i know you like music documentaries Lindsay. have you seen the go-go's documentary
3: yes i've seen them all and that's a great one
0: excellent excellent documentary the go-go's um i believe it's on hulu now but it was originally a showtime documentary uh really really well done and even if you just know them a little bit, like it's worth watching because there's stuff in there you're never going to believe that actually transpired. It's and pretty they were, crazy. Yeah. Like their whole story is wild. Um, but she's great. I love all her music. I love the Go Go's music. Uh, it reminds me of my childhood, literally, of like the 80s. Um, and she was very much front and center there. And again, you know, unbelievably talented, unbelievably beautiful. Uh, big, big fan of Belinda Carlisle.
2: I also really love Belinda Carlisle and the Go-Go's. I can remember being about a 13-year-old kid and the Go-Go's were coming to my hometown to play a concert, and I figured I would try and get a hold of the Go-Go's, so I called the concert venue in the middle of the day and asked if I could be connected backstage. And I knew all their names back then. And I was asking very specifically if they could connect me with the drummer. I don't remember what her name was, but I literally was a 13 year old kid trying to work the phones to get a hold of the go-go's thinking I might catch up to them backstage before their show. Now, by the way, Belinda Carlisle, you ready for this? I mm-hmm. mentioned that I went to see uh, Pearl jam this past weekend at Ohana fest down in Dana point, dude. They had a performer that was on before Pearl jam and her name was brandy carlisle has anybody ever heard of her no she's uh she's won a couple of different grammys i didn't know who she was either she was great in in concert and the la times just did a big story about her today but everybody there who was my age was like oh this is so cool belinda carlisle she's gonna do all the go-go songs and then this girl brandy carlisle comes up and everybody's like hey where's belinda carlisle i'm like yeah it's not the same person same last name same first initial Different person. People yeah. were disappointed.
0: Gina Shock, by the way, the drummer for the Go-Go's.
2: There you go. That was me, 13 years old. Hi. Can I uh, please be connected to the backstage to uh, Gina Shock, please? This is Scott calling for her. Just let her know it's me. Yeah. Didn't work out so well. Okay. There you you should try of... that with Jennifer Aniston
3: see how that goes. It's not
2: a bad call. It's not a bad call. If I could figure out, if I could call the morning show. You know, they, they answer the phone. They're like, the morning show. <laughs> like, Yo, is Jen there? Scott. <laughs> Tell her yeah. I've been talking her about her on the radio. Oh, it's yeah. not real? Oh, I'm sorry. My ba- My B might be hey work backwards george because chris mentioned that uh this was the second night ever
0: main event yeah right
2: okay hulk hogan against nikolai volkov did he mention mm-hmm. what year that was i don't remember did he
0: 1985 say okay yes.
2: 1985 very important time nikolai volkov for those of you that are old school wrestling fans like i know i am nikolai volkov back at that time was one of the scariest guys in wrestling. Do you guys, oh, Does yeah. anybody here remember Nikolai Volkov? Dude, him and the Iron yes. Sheik,
0: man. Yeah, for Iran. sure.
2: Iran, yeah. number one. Pooey, yeah. USA. Pui, I spit yeah. on USA. Pooey, USA. Yeah. Iran, yeah. number one. They played on that Cold War stuff Perfectly. and the issues
0: between the countries. Right. Like Vince McMahon and those guys did that to a T in the it 80s. It was perfect.
2: It was yeah. perfect. And, and a flag match yeah. would be where on one corner of the ring you'd have an American flag up top, and yeah. on the other corner of the ring, back then, you'd have a Soviet flag right. at the top. And yeah. so the winner would be the guy who could go grab the other guy's flag and take it down. Yeah. And Nikolai Volkov was this giant Russian guy who it's not like he was ripped up and juiced up, kind of like lean and ripped. He was just massive. And he wore one of those like babushka kind of hats. Yeah. And he and he wore his, his tights up above his belly button. Yeah, yeah. He was just huge and scary. And as a kid of the 80s, you know, we were worried about the evil empire and nuclear yeah. wars, I yeah. was petrified of Nikolai Volkov.
0: Do you remember who Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik's manager was? Um, did
2: they use Classy Freddie Blassie? Classy Freddie
0: Blassie, that is correct, Scott wow. Kaplan. Where did that come from? What a great pull by you. <laughs> I loved Classy Freddie Blassie. I'll because other... most of the great villains of okay. that era were managed by Bobby Heenan. Bobby you know the Brain I mean? Heenan, right? Yeah, Bobby the Brain, who's no longer with us. May he rest in peace. How about, uh, neither remember... Classy Freddie Blassie either, for that matter. So.
2: Do, you, do you remember a, a wrestling manager named Sir Oliver Humperdinck? I do remember Sir Oliver Humperdinck. He was great.
0: Um, yeah. I also uh, remember they had uh, a black manager after, um, you know, as those guys got older, they brought in Slick. Do you remember Slick?
2: Yes, I do remember Slick. Okay, yeah. he he walked with like a cane, right? He had a cane. Yeah, um, and, and like he, he was all dressed up to the nines and all. You yeah, yeah he was him.
0: dressed to the nines. There was yeah. no question. Um, yeah, like he was. He was also a good manager. Uh, and then of course Jimmy Hart uh, was uh, also a great South. villainous uh, manager. But yeah, Ken Johnson was the name was Slick's real name. But uh, yeah, he was uh, he was the wrestling uh, you know manager for a really he really long back. time.
3: He came back as Reverend Slick.
0: Did he really? I, don't, I didn't yeah. watch then at that point, yeah. so I, I don't remember him as Reverend
3: Slick. That's Reverend what I remember him. I just remember like, him as
0: Slick. Yeah. I tried yeah, to talk one time. Because night. he managed Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik when Classy Freddie Blassie retired. Yeah. Yeah. Who USA? He'd on number like, one.
2: Yeah. Akeem and like Big Boss Man. Yes. Big Boss yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. I one time tried to talk, um, uh, oh gosh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. When Sergeant Slaughter kind of went from being a wrestler to being more of the backstage coordinator of what was going on in WWE, yeah. Yeah. I remember one night I went to a show and um, I wanted to go see my friend Bill Goldberg, who was wrestling, because once I found out that there was wait, a. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, you I got to pick something up. up.
0: Yep. Hold on, I got to pick this up here for you, real quick. <laughs> you <laughs> dropped that name, real quick yeah. Bill Goldberg. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well cuz once I found out that Your there friend. was a Jewish wrestler I I became obsessed with Bill Goldberg so then I yeah. had to become buddies with Bill Goldberg Did
0: you uh did you have like uh you know did you celebrate the uh, you know Jewish New Year together uh, you know none of that none of that happened any of that
2: <laughs> No you know, Bill was more of an Oklahoma did you, kind of Hebrew did
0: you say Tova, you right. know, like, Yeah you know?
2: yeah Bill was more of an Oklahoma Hebrew brother so um so we we didn't really get down like that but yeah. Um, but you had the him, football in common, too. Right. He played at Georgia. And his brother, his brother Steve Goldberg, was a punter yeah. at Minnesota. So his brother and I, were, we're still to this day very close. But anyway, I went backstage one night, and I go to Sergeant Slaughter because there was another Jewish wrestler. Yeah. And his name was Matt Bloom. But in but in wrestling, his name was Prince Albert. Does anybody remember him? Yes, of course. So Prince, He's Prince a trainer Albert was, now. Y- yes, he's like the head coach at uh, NXT. NXT, yeah. And he was my college football teammate. And so I went backstage to see these guys, and I say to Sergeant Slaughter, I go, Sergeant, let me do the talking for these guys. They're not talkers. Goldberg's not a talker. Prince Albert's not a talker. Let me do the talk. I'm the, 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 the Jewish classy Freddie Blassie for Goldberg and for Prince Albert. Let me do this. And I couldn't talk Sergeant Slaughter into letting me be their manager.
0: Should have gone, with just called him Sarge. All right,
2: we're done here. Yeah. Uh, excellent work as always, Scott Kaplan. George Sedano, what a tremendous pleasure to be with you today, sir.
0: Yeah, and we're off the rest of the week because there's going to be games on. So um, hopefully you enjoyed today's show. If you missed it, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Sedona and Cap Podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, excuse me, ESPN app, wherever you find it, Google, uh, Android, etc. Lindsay and Laura, great job as always. We will talk to you on Monday. I'll we see you Thursday. You I'll see you Thursday at Sofa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Enjoy that. All right, we'll Thanks. talk to you Monday on the, on the air, though. See ya. You can't just squeeze it in? Let me go back to that for a second. <laughs>